0: Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. You're listening to Blue Mountains Live, an RBM 89.1 FM. rbm.org.au, Radio Blue Mountains,
1: 89.1 rbm.org.au, Radio Blue Mountains, 89.1
0: Hello and welcome to Blue Mountains Live, every night after Art House, so Art House doesn't start until next week, February, uh, February well Thursday, whatever date Thursday is, one, two, three, four, five, or four, I think it's four, okay, so um, welcome to Blue Mountains Live, I'm Brad Diedrich, the professor, and uh, we're on every Thursday from 730 Till 9 p.m. Uh, and tonight I'm doing. I'm in the studio. I've done a few shows from home, a few pre-records. But uh, this week I'm I'm in the uh, studio, and we've got a very special night on tonight, and a very special guest. And uh, so I'd like to uh, welcome Steve Steve Bull from bass player from Icehouse into the studio.
2: Hey Brad, how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Um, now the reason we've asked you in is uh, is going to become evident. Um, we're in a TAFE building, and uh, I'm go- I'm going to have to ask you what your title is as far as the course goes. But you're introducing the Certificate Three in in the music industry.
2: Course. Yeah. So the official title is Certificate Three in Music Industry. Yeah. Um, and so it sort of covers a bit of everything, um, but entry level course. So, it's kind of, you know, just the start of the long journey you can take in TAFE. So, I mean, I'm music.
0: thinking that it's it's good for high school leavers, obviously.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I've taught at TAFE for a long time and you, you get all sorts, all sorts of ages. And, I mean, sometimes, you know, older people in the course can be awesome and they can, you know, bring a lot of uh, experience and a little bit of enthusiasm, believe it or not, to the young folk. It okay. happens. Okay. It happens.
0: But, I mean, there are they generally just trying to add some knowledge or are they actually starting off is it, is it you know career change time
2: uh some career change some kind of you know I, I taught myself and I'd love to sort of get a bit more formal training now that I'm a bit older and yeah but you know a lot of kids straight out of school just going I really love music and I kind of want to improve that's usually what motivates them sure and plus hanging out with other musicians I mean how much you know It's the best thing in the world.
0: Of course. So generally the courses have a large number of musicians, like performing musicians in the courses?
2: Uh, The one run at Katoomba is going to be fairly broad-based, so, you know, if you've got an interest in music tech, you can come along, or performance, or sound engineering. Um, Across the state, we specialise in performance or sound production or music business or electronic music, Mm. depending on where you are. So, um, I'm just
0: thinking at the moment with, with... no live gigs which of course has affected this show mm. because you know we we what we used to fill up with the show as I was saying to you earlier we now do in the first 5 minutes and then that's, that's right <laughs> that we've got to find other things to talk about not the reason we brought you in we brought you in because no, you've right. got some very exciting news <laughs> for, for for Katoomba in the local area but uh, yeah we we'll uh, we'll do the gigs in a minute but it'll only take us 10 minutes and then we'll be we'll be out
2: oh uh, look I think we have to take the attitude that you know, music in Australia is far from over. And so, you know, if someone is good at music, they should study music. Oh, of course. That, and I mean,
0: hard. you know, when, when these sort of circumstances come up, you just switch paths, yeah. switch roads for a while. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of musos in the history of, of popular music who've gone, gee, I wish I'd done some study before I got up on stage.
2: Yeah, and, you know, the the good thing about, you know, ..learning music at TAFE is that the teachers are professionals. Um, So they're really experienced and they can help. They can kind of go, you know, maybe you should try this, you know, let's work on your guitar sound or maybe let's, you know, learn how to rehearse more effectively or, you know, let's help with songwriting, let's kind of arrange that song a bit better. So it's all that sort of stuff that, you know, because it's cert 3, you know, it's, you know, we're fairly gentle with them.
0: Well, obviously you've already covered a bunch of different areas within the music. We've talked, we went performance, now you're talking song arrangement, then yep. you're talking production. So th- it obviously there's a lot of things that we can touch on. So sure. So we'll do that during the show. That sounds great. OK, great. Well, thanks for coming in. No worries. Um, now, what I am going to do is, uh, during the show, my intention is, as well as asking you about your career and getting into some, some Ice House facts, we, we've got to uh, talk about some of the gigs that are on. Great. So, um, there is a little bit of uh, an Australian flavour to it. Um, well, it, it, it's all Australian flavour, because most of them are Australian performers, but there's, uh, there's a couple of gigs on which uh, actually delve into the sort of popular Australian music genre. So, okay. so, we'll get to those. Now, the first one I'm going to talk about is on tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night, at uh, the Avalon restaurant. Have you been down to the Avalon yet?
2: No, um, the closest I come to the Avalon is the fabulous Embassy Cafe. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> so that's kind of right. my breakfast place. Of so choice. you've
0: been here three years. You haven't been up to have a meal at the Avalon restaurant.
2: No, no, it's it's maybe a bit ritzy for me. Been, uh... Where have I been? Oh, I've been to the, the Chinese, the Korean, yeah, um, and uh, Elephant Bean. Is, yeah, yeah. Is another favourite. Is no. that bad to be favourite? Oh, favourite? not at all.
0: Not at all. Um, like Basil, Basil Nut is one of my favourites. I have gone we to go Basil there. Nut. Um, we um, went to the... Um, and we go to the
2: Korean quite a lot. And the uh, Old Bank went there with my after Christmas. That the Old City Bank. Old City Bank. Yeah.
0: Um, have did, been... you, did you manage to get to the Old City Bank when there was performances in there, when there was live music?
2: I played there. Oh. With somebody you I'm just out. turned up with oh, your yeah, bass and right. went. I want to play with <laughs> right. I did, and as luck would have it, oh <laughs> uh, no, it was about early two thousands, and I just got booked in a gig, oh, and okay. I went, and I went, what a great room.
0: Yeah. No. Well, it's a, it's one of the big shames is you know we're just not having gigs there because I mean it's a small room they can have, hmm. but it's a, uh, because of the size I suppose it, the restriction is not. The number of people, it's the distance between people. Yeah, but hopefully, so. you
2: know, by the time we get to mm, whenever, yeah, didn't know, might go back to something like normal, mm-hmm. and the people will will come out. Anyway, we've we've
0: diverged too much now. <laughs> um, let's get back to the Avalon. So uh, tomorrow night at the Avalon, from seven thirty till nine thirty, we've got. Uh, they normally have a thing called the Friday Supper Club, and you go and have a meal, and there's you know music, and usually it's. Background sort of music, mm. but um, they've had uh, uh, Le club de Katoomba in there a couple of times. With sort saw of gypsy jazz and you know a bunch of guys doing um, you know uh, that style of music. Doing um, uh, Django, be, you know. Um, that wouldn't be a young man, Rein, John Shand, Ro- Reinhardt, and, and that sort of stuff. Okay, know. great. Um, sorry, what, what is it? John Shand? Uh yeah, On John's drums? done that a couple of times. yeah, 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 it is indeed. Um, but so, uh, people who've played with them, uh, Simon Watts and Cameron Jones, do you know? No, not Do you know Simon, same. violinist? He's oh, cool. yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 No, he's very good. Uh, older
0: gentleman who's Yeah, no, I've seen him. Yeah, he's really good. Um, and, uh, and Cameron Jones, who's a gypsy guitarist, gypsy jazz guitarist, uh, up here. He was, uh, there was a couple up here for a while, but, um, do you know Julian, Julian Joel Clement? He used no. to play with that group. Um, he's gone back to... Paris. He's gone back to France. As you do. As you do. and uh, But still, you know, I still see posts from him on Facebook every every other day, uh-huh. so he's still got a connection. You know, you can take the man out of the Blue Man's head, that's right. yes, they yes. say. Um, yeah, so they're on tomorrow night, and they'll be doing sort of uh, a lot of gypsy jazz and that sort of thing his background. So that's on tomorrow night at the Avalon restaurant. Now, what I was going to do is um, I have played um, some live stuff that they've done and, and things like that, but uh, I've probably played it too much, but I did get a, a a new song from a group who come up here quite a bit and that's Hello Tut Tut. Have OK. You ever, have you right. heard of them? They're another sort of, um, you know, gypsy jazz uh, dance band, European, sort of Eastern European band. Um, and they've got a new single out called Black Wolf and uh, they popped it off to me and said, could you play this? So, And they've got a new album coming out, which uh, they're also going to into me now it's a bit it's a bit sort of more sedate than their normal stuff mm. but uh, still great so we'll have a listen to that great. so this is hello tut tut with um, with black wolf Okay, we're back. And that was Hello Tut Tut with Black Wolf.
2: I liked it. it was you, you like that? Yeah. Moody. Yeah.
0: As I, as I said, um, they're uh, on stage. They they get really lively and they jump around. There's lots of violins and, and uh, you know, people leaping about. And
2: Yeah, that one was like quite hypnotic, though. But, but yeah, yeah, it no, it's a good track. Yeah.
0: As I said, they've got a new album coming out. Uh, coming out. Oh, I've got a... Soon. The album coming out... Well, it comes out next week, I think, mm. actually. So, uh, let me see. As our previous album, World Music Dance Band, was played on uh, RBM, which we did, they think the uh, the uh, new album will appeal. But did they give me a name for the new album? No. But um, they did ask me if I wanted to, to play the new album, so um, I've asked them, yes, please, send me the music and we'll... Uh, We'll get it happening. So maybe on next week's show. Great. If uh, if it's all all in the all in the stars. Okay. Um, now I'm going to ask you about the course. Shoot. So uh, you said you were slightly prepared. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's uh, it's it's the first of this style of course in Katoomba. There's not any others. It's just this one. There's no radio broadcast or because I know. People here have been hassling them to try and do radio um, broadcast courses
2: here. Well, come on to it. Um, uh, well, as, far, as far as radio broadcast, I'm, I'm good friends with the woman who runs it out of Sydney. Yeah, it's a fantastic course, and she's certainly interested in expanding and doing some remote stuff. So, um, yeah, no, she'd be very keen to. She's very familiar with.
0: Okay, because we get asked every time. Every time a new presenter starts, of course they go, "Oh, in the, is there a course?" And of course there is. Ron Green, who does the breakfast show. Mm. Um, ...sits them down here and points at things and says, do that, do that, do that... ...and then that's it, you know, there's, you don't get a lot of...
2: Uh, orientation.
0: Yeah, orientation or, um, <laughs> you know, mic technique or, or all the things that you need... Um, ...and how to prepare shows and all that sort of stuff, you know. He's, he's really good with getting people up to speed quickly on the desk... Mm. And, ...and using the equipment stuff, he's brilliant. Um... But then they have to go home and they, they suddenly realise, oh, I've got to prepare a show. How do I research? How mm. do I find out the information? What sort of stuff sounds good on air? What sort of stuff do I not start say on air? You know? And so that's the sort of stuff that a lot of our presenters need. All
2: right. Well, certainly looking into it because um, I'm a big fan of uh, radio at TAFE and I think the course we've got is really good. Um, but, yeah, you don't necessarily be going all the way to Ultimo to study it, so um, leave it with me. OK. I'll take it on, on advisement.
0: So what, what I'm, I'm fairly unaware of what, to, what is offered up here as far as what's down at Wentworth and things like that. So
2: Well, look, um, there hasn't been a lot, um, and we kind of um, looked at the mountains and went, there's probably a lot more we could be doing. So the thing that we started off with a couple of years ago was design fundamentals. Oh, which is a uh, kind of basic entry-level design course that's now running at uh, Wentworth Falls. Right. So that's been running for a, a few years now, and I was chatting with them the other day, and it's going really well. They're getting good numbers, okay. getting a class every year, and a bit, a bit more. So, um, And
0: that's a creative design
2: course? Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's the biggest creative course we have in New South Wales. It's got the most people that's about mm. Two thousand or something in the one course, so it, it's run all over the state. Design fundamentals, and it kind of goes into different kind of specialisations. And the one up here is graphic design,
0: so it's a graphic design course. Yeah, pretty well, much. I mean, yeah. that's that's what I do for a living. I'm a graphic designer. I do web design, but I'm a graphic designer. Mm. That's how it started off. So
2: yeah, so I mean, it goes through you know the basic use of colour and illustration. Um, you know, you you will learn your Photoshop's and your you're in design and you're illustrator,
0: all right that stuff. But it, does it jump straight into um, computer work or does it go
2: into some more basic... Oh, uh, look, at. The... Do people actually pick up a pencil at any point? They do, they do. Um, one of the parts of my job is to go and talk to different parts of the industry and I spent a lot of time a couple of years ago talking to graphic designers and interior designers. They all said the same thing. They said it all comes down to drawing, that gig. Mm. Got to be able to draw. Mm. And it doesn't matter how high-tech it gets after that. And so, no, it's still highly valued, drawing. And not necessarily
0: just for the production, but to develop your style. Oh, of course. Because um, a lot of people, that's where their style comes from, is the Mm. way
2: they actually put pen to paper. And I know this because I'm a terrible drawer, which (laughs) is why I play bass.
0: (laughs) Oh, Um, okay. Well, I'm a really good drawer, but I play drums. So how does that work Oh, it just means you're smarter than me. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. Drummer, remember? <laughs> hitting things. Uh, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh. No. You ever see the cavemen in All About Time? No, drummer jokes from
2: things. me. I know too many of them and they're <laughs> unkind and uncalled for. Yeah, but of course bass players get lumped in with us because we're all... We do, because
0: we matter. Rhythmic stuck in the back, you know? That's right. Yeah, That's right. OK. So... Um,
2: um, yeah, so design's been going for a while, a couple of years down there, and then um, we've been trying to sort of push a music course. Up here for a while. Um, so this is the first to run, so very excited, and we want to make sure it, uh, it works. Yeah.
0: right. OK. Um, and so in the preparation for the course, um, you have you already got teachers lined up?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, I was head teacher of music with another guy called Andy Jenkinson out at Quakers Hill Tafe, right for a long, long time. so it's kind of been run out of there. So they're kind of basically getting a whole bunch of gear and they're going to drop it up here and then run the course with the same teachers. Right. So they're really experienced. So here um,
0: we've, we've now got a bunches of musicians and their students and their kids sitting around. Their ears have all pricked up. You've just mentioned <laughs> a bunch of gear.
2: Yes. Okay. So, so what's think, coming up? Uh, laptops and controller keyboards and drum kits and amps and um, microphones and leads um, and, you know, um, guitars and, you know, whatever else we can find kicking around.
0: (laughs) So, we're hoping laptop, DAWs, mixing, little mixing desks leading into the computers and then to a bunch of instruments. Yep. Um, When you say drums, electronic drums or just acoustic drums?
2: Uh, Look, I'm not entirely sure. I'm sure the people at Blue Mountain's radio don't really want the drum kit next to them, but so we'll put it <laughs> in the room after, we'll put it in the room next door. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: yeah. And well this is what I was thinking. I was thinking drum acoustic kits you're gonna start having problems but you can get the electronic ones in. Yeah, we've got an electronic. Get everyone kit. on headphones.
2: Um, yeah, look I mean there's an electronic kit at um, Narimba, so we might drag that one up. Um, oh but you know, it's it's always very judicious placement of Instruments keeps them quiet, <laughs> or you just ask people to not hit well, so loud you're not in,
0: in, not in this room. No, next we won't door. do that.
2: We won't do that to you. <laughs> that would be unkind. Uh, did you
0: ever listen to Retro Rehash on the station?
2: No, not no. yet.
0: Um, well, uh, it hasn't been on for a year. Oh, okay. Um, but they used to have live performances up here. Oh, go, okay. Go and do a search of Retro Rehash. Um, yeah, William Hendrickson, who used to run the show, uh, he is involved with a lot of youth music up here, a lot of youth bands. Um, and he used to have live gigs like every Friday um, night. They'd come in. Generally they wouldn't go to air, they'd record them while they were oh, up here okay. and then talk to them on the um, on the show and then put up the, the music later on. Yeah, your pre record's a little bit to, safer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A low risk approach. But um, it used to get quite lively and some great performances in the studio. Oh, no, I bet. So yeah. And um, and of course some of it went to air, you know, just depending mm. on the setup. But uh, there's lots of, lots of videos up. Go back and have a look. But they haven't done that for a year, so... Um, well, look, who knows? Maybe this will... Well, you know, we the, might think the, thought, course, the thought... Of course, the, the, the minds up here are could we combine the studies and have the students play and combine it with
2: going on... Uh, here, look, you know? the more the merrier. Uh, the music industry is about collaboration, so mm. the more we can do. Um, really want, you know, um, to get involved in the music community up here. That's, no, that's sure. really something we'd, no, we'd sure. like Definitely. to do. Definitely. Um, you know, and most TAFE colleges will um, find local venues to do their end-of-semester performances in. Right. So we certainly want to be doing that as well. Yeah, yeah. Support yeah. for choice, I believe.
0: <laughs> so will you be get, You think you'll be contacting the local high schools and, and things like that? Because some of them have some quite strong music courses. Oh, yeah. I was mentioning choral to you. We mm. did a, an outside broadcast down there a while ago, and... Um, the, like, the, the performances they had down there during the show, we crossed over and, you know, put to air the performances of the, uh, the school musicians. Right. Um, and they were um, they were all taught by a fellow I mentioned to you, Neil Duncan, who plays in a bunch of bands up here, plays with uh, Handed Beat Bandits and, and a few different bands up here. And they do, they've been doing live streaming from, uh, from John Stewart's studio, Sound Heaven. He's, he plays guitar with Neil. Oh, great. And, um and But he's a, he was teaching the music course down there and he had, you know, a, had, you know, a pretty decent jazz um, band down there, which included a couple of the teachers, uh, one of whom was a presenter on the radio station. so oh, there you go. So it's all very
2: incestuous. So. <laughs> I call it networks. <laughs> <laughs> we call it... Um, yeah, and I think, you know, um, it's a first go for us. Um, We've been running music at Narimba for about 23 years or something now. So um, that's well trodden, but it's time to kind of expand. And, you know, um, I used to have a lot of students from the mountains and it is, you know, it is kind of a hike, Um, particularly on public transport between here and Quakers Hill. So, Of course. And I kind of reckon that, um, you know, now's the time. Brilliant.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, what I'm going to do then? uh, uh, What I might do another gig. Do another gig. And then we'll um, then we'll I might just look at some of the Facebook responses to your post because there were some good questions there from
2: from some of them about
0: you know about the course. Okay. And uh, you you probably tried to answer them on Facebook, but we'll we'll put you under the thumb and we'll get you to make a please (laughs) go hard. Um, so the next gig I'm going to talk about is, uh, is with uh, John Kennedy. Do you obviously mm. know who John Kennedy is? Of course. From Love Gone Wrong and, and such. Um, he's, going, he's going to be playing out at... Uh, he's doing what's called one of the uh, the uh, gigs gigs on Govets out at Blackheath. Oh, yeah, great. New yeah, Gov- that's the new place. Gov- Govet Road, that's the new place out yeah. there. Um, and they're organised by uh, Fusion Boutique, by Charity Mirror, who we were talking about. And so that's out at the bar and bistro there. Starts at 8pm, goes through till 10. It's a good two-hour gig with, uh, with John Kennedy. It's a solo tour, so he's by himself, but, you know, he puts on quite a bit of a show. Um, and uh, let's have a look. Yeah, that's on on Govett Sleep Road and uh yeah it's uh, i think he does like a range of stuff so he mm. he does stuff from love gone wrong through to when he brought out his recent um JFK and the the midlife crisis did you that's hear right. any of that yeah, yeah 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 so that was great but he brought out a song last year um which was like the gurus did was a trump response oh yeah um and it's uh it's uh that's right it's, uh Making, making America hate again. <laughs> so uh, so we, we might listen to that. Great. And then we'll come back and I'll ask you some more difficult questions. Okay, good. I'll have difficult answers then. <laughs>
3: Texas, San Antonio, people remember that the Alamo inspired a revolution that would overthrow a brutal oppressor at hasito Down in Laredo,
4: they the Rio Grande
3: to make a new life in the Promised Land. It doesn't take too long Until they understand They're welcomed as workers But not Americans There's time to get out before they build a wall South of the border there's a safe place for us all To shelter from the madness and wait until the fall Just when you think the world's gonna end When you're down on your knees There's still hope and there's love to defend
4: cross 13 hours on a bus I pressed my face against the glass watch the white lines rushing past and all around me felt like all inside me and my body left me and my soul went running And my soul went running And my soul went running Rushing past and all around me fell Where the palm trees have it hard I'll give you all of a-
0: Pretenders there with Mystery Achievement. Now, as I was explaining to Stephen, I used to play in a band that used to do that song. Me too. And, and I'm sure you have a lot more than I did. <laughs> was that with
2: um, with a, a female singer? Oh, yeah, no. We... I'm um, uh, not, not doing the ice-house thing, you know, you do your regular gigs, what we call regular gigs around Sydney and I do this Blondie versus Pretenders show. Right. Um, was that with any of the other people or totally different people? Oh, totally different people. I've, as it turns out, the drummer from ISAS filled in for one gig, so that was pretty great. Great. Um, no, these are really great musicians and we just do really faithful versions of the songs. Great. Um, like, learn it really properly. Yeah, and yeah, Go out and try and smash it. Yeah, sure. As best we can. Sure. And that one's a bit of a favourite. Oh, great. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know if it's a crowd favourite. It's a favourite of mine. <laughs> um, yeah no. So, so it, yeah. I think it was probably the same
0: thing when we played it. We really liked the song, and my wife, who was the lead vocalist, really liked the Pretenders at the time, you know. And so, you know, we, we used to always enjoy it. But I think we used to do it as a as a like an encore or a last song.
2: Oh yeah no. It, it moves along. Yeah, yeah yeah. Um, I mean that was you know, the first Pretenders album. It was no, Pretty, of pretty epic. Of course. Just you know, hard.
0: Yeah yeah. Okay, now um, we're going to get back to talking about the course and such and then, as I mentioned to you off-air, we're going to then move on into Ice House sure. afterwards. But we'll get some of the... Uh, ..probably some of the things that people are th- wanting to ask or thinking about. I was going to have, try and maybe get some, some call-in, but it's always a bit a bit hard to organise. So, But what I thought we'd do is we'd go onto Facebook um, where you put your post up Yep, today, and we just go through some of the questions. Okay, uh, and maybe you could uh, could just fluff my way fluff them <laughs> out a bit, you know. Well, just bulk them out a bit. All right, okay. Flesh them out. So maybe just tell us what you what you put up today.
2: Oh, uh, just, on just a little message telling the you know um, Mountains Made Blue Mountains community that this is happening, um, and that you know um, we would love everyone to you know come on down and and enrol and, um, you know, get music happening at TAFE and But That was the brief message. <laughs> OK, I'm so... I'm paraphrasing.
0: Um, it, it'll take me a couple of seconds to find it, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I noticed that uh, Peter Long, who's a, mm. a friend of the show uh, and runs Abbey Street Studios, uh, which is a, a, a recording studio but also a, um, a, a teaching studio... He has a lot of, mm. uh, and he has a lot of high school students. So he's a lot of year ten, year eleven, year twelve students, and um, he was asking questions about about the entry from high school, from year ten or from year twelve, mm. um, how that's set up and and how it works with what sort of credentials you need and
2: what it offers in the course as a, sort of a follow-on. So, well, I mean the course doesn't have any entry requirements as such. So it's kind of, um, you can go straight to take and type in music and then look for cert three and then find Katoomba and then hit the enroll now button. Right. Um, so it's a little bit of digging through. Um, uh, Well, I noticed when, when, when I did a
0: search, I, I went to the site today and I did the search on, on, uh, just right. on creative music. On certificate three, mm. on on music in the music industry, um, and then it gave a bunch of results, and then mm. I went to the just the first one, which was just the basic certificate, and then that took you through, and then it, Blue Mountains was at the top there on the oh, page good. after after getting that far. So that's the link I put up on Facebook. Today. Oh, okay, great. So people could go straight there. So if if people go to uh, the uh, any, any of the posts I, I put up today on Blue Mountains Live, on Radio Blue Mountains, uh, on Blue Mountains Live website, on the Radio Blue Mountains website, uh, there's, a, there's a link there which there's links. I put links up for the PDFs. I put the two PDFs okay. you sent me. You. Um, so the, the flyer and the information pack, um, and they can download those directly. And then the third link takes them straight to that page to the where, the, where yep. the Blue Mountains... Blue Mounds one is. So, thank you. So, uh, hopefully. Now, um, what we need to do is maybe just talk to people about where enrolment is at the moment. So, when when
2: do enrolments, uh, how much longer have people got to enrol and when does the course start? The course technically starts next week, but um, I think uh, we can certainly take uh, enrolments for another two weeks at least. Okay. After the start. Yeah. So three weeks. Okay. I mean, that's kind that's of normal for a, yeah. for a TAFE course because course. people kind of.
0: And how 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 are the enrolments so far? You were saying you could have some more.
2: Oh, uh, TAFE can, we, we, all, we we want it the more the merrier. I've I, um, so look um because I'm not on the ground we I don't really Understood. keep track of that. But
0: um, I got I got the impression that um, the people's response to the post we put up today was was positive. Pass- oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great. Oh, I wish we knew about this. Let's let's uh, look, get on I'll, and find out what's going on.
2: TAFE has great marketing that, that does a lot of reach. Um, but, you know, uh, it's always good to just spend a bit of time in the local community and let people know that, particularly when it's new, I think it, the fact that it's new is something we need to let people know um, so they're kind of aware of, you know, that this is something that's available to them now. Um, and... Um, I, as far as the entry requirements go, um, most TAFE courses want you to have a Year Ten for a Cert Three um, completed. Um, but I, we used to get a lot of students at Narimba who, you know, maybe went into Year Eleven, decided that wasn't for them, and wanted to do a sort of more practical TAFE course. So that's that's also uh, perfectly fine, and. Um, The TAFE music courses go right up to advanced diploma. Right. And we've had this uh, pathway program with the University of Western Sydney's degree. Right. So that's been going for a long time. A degree in? Music.
0: In music, right. So you
2: can literally start at a Cert three and end up with a degree. It takes you a bit longer. Okay. Um, So there's kind of a long pathway. You can either just do the Cert three and go, thank you very much. Is
0: there anywhere someone can find out about that pathway that... Um, Oh, yeah. progression? Yeah. yeah. So they could sort of plan it out now. It's just because I did notice one of the comments was someone saying, oh, look, I don't want to be negative, but, you know, um, kids might think this is their pathway
2: to a full-time income straight away. Um, Oh, look, no, uh, I think most... I mean... Most people at TAFE wouldn't tell you that. Like, it's... it's Yeah, but all all,
0: all the musos will tell you that. They'll say, you you know, they'll quickly... uh, Put the, the dampers on starry-eyed young musicians, who
2: we think. Well, look, we could have it. We could have quite a long chat about career paths in the music <laughs> industry. Um, but, look, your Cert three is an opportunity to try it out and go, is this for me? Is study for me? Is, um, so that's the first thing. Is music study something I want to do? And, you know, one of the core units in the course is about jobs in the music industry. Great. So you learn all about that. You learn about uh, copyright, um, and you learn about safety in the industry right. and, you know, you do this sort of genre studies class, which you'd probably like, so, cause you know, you have to look at all the different genres, um, and kind of, you know, do, do presentations on what your favourite one is. So it's that sort of thing at, so at three level. So it's not really designed for some to walk out and have a, get a job, but if it will, you'll leave a better musician. And then if you want to keep going and learn more about theory and learn more about production and learn more about the industry, then there's a pathway into diploma after Cert III in Western Sydney, then into advanced diploma, then if you choose to, into the degree at Western Sydney. So it's kind of, it's kind of all there. And I guess over the years we've had, you know, some really uh, talented young people who maybe didn't enjoy school or probably what happened more often is their school didn't offer music. Right. So they come and do their Cert Three, and then go all the way through to get, um, get their degrees. Okay,
0: that's cool. Now, if someone wanted to talk to someone about the course, and that sort of, that sort of progression, that sort of pathway through the, through the different courses, who could they, could oh, they okay. can they actually, rather than just going straight to the website and enrolling and hoping for the best?
2: <laughs> if they, wanna... um, they could certainly, look, I mean, the, the party line is that you call the, the course information number. Right, just one three one seven six zero oh, from memory. <laughs> I haven't looked it up for a while. Okay, um, I can though. You, During yeah, the next song, well, I'll we, make sure we, that we that's we, the right we, information. What
0: we'll do is we'll get you to give me the information. I'll put it up on the websites and the Facebooks and things. And so yeah, and then we'll the, follow up. So just, if you want to chat to someone, I think yeah, I want I, think to, we'll, I
2: want to talk to someone uh, for about mm, music at Blue Mountains. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and um, will they talk to like just a, a general? TAFE personal, will
2: they actually get through to someone in your department, do you think? Well, they should, yeah, they should be. Uh, look, Narimba is where it's being based out of, as right. in the admin of the course. So, I mean, that's a good place to also is call up Narimba College yeah, good, good, and good. talk to the music department there. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's that, probably... That, that's like probably... A... So, we'll try and work out that pathway and we'll, yeah. we'll put those numbers up. They put the Narimba number up.
2: And the flyer's got a few numbers on there as well. So, um, that's handy. OK, now, I should probably
0: play a, uh, an Icehouse song, but I might not. I might just do another gig and then we'll come back and talk Icehouse and then we'll play some Icehouse stuff. Sure. Um, so, uh, another gig that's happening on the weekend or Saturday, on uh, Saturday afternoon. Now, I'm, I'm going to mention the Avalon again. So, uh, you haven't been up, up into the restaurant and you probably haven't been to one of the Afternoon Delight gigs on Saturday afternoon downstairs. No, I really need to get out more. You need to get out more, Steve. Um, So, Meg Benson, who runs Music Hunter up here, she uh, organises gigs and she's, since COVID started, has been doing um, very small gigs for only 20 people Mm. in the foyer of the Avalon Theatre downstairs. Uh, But local musicians, you know, duets and and trios and blah, 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 and and solos from a lot of local, really good local musicians. Um, But uh, this... Weekend on Saturday afternoon, it's uh, Charlie McMahon. Oh, wow. So, and he's playing with a few other people. Now, if I I'll just go through. Tell us, have you ever met Charlie?
2: No. Oh, maybe.
0: Maybe once. Yeah? Um, so, for people who don't know, Charlie McMahon is a, a didge player. He's mm. a didgeridoo player. Very well known. Uh, fronted gone land Yeah. And uh, And has played with the oils. Well, I'm going to actually play uh, an oils track. But a live recording of, uh, of an Oils track, uh, uh, "Dead Heart," mm. with him playing on stage. It's really good. And uh, but uh, down at uh, down at the Avalon Restaurant for afternoon delights, down in the foyer there, he's he's got a group together and they're calling themselves Dingo Gringo. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's him, uh, Charlie McMahon's Dingo Gringo, uh, and it's also. Uh, let's have a look, just trying to see who he's playing with. There's two other performers he's playing with, a, a synth player, uh, uh, a fellow, uh, where are we? Peter Strong, who's, uh, who's like an electronic artist, he does looping and, and such, so he's a bit, a bit of a sort of a DJ electronics guy. And uh, and the other fellow's name is Pasco, but I'm just trying to find his his first name. Charlie McMahon, Peter Strong and... Oh, oh Pasco is his first name. Pas- oh, God, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his last name. Pasco Scraven... Scraven-Mard. And he's a keyboard player. Okay. Um, so it's a three-piece, but I'm I, I'm imagining a lot of atmospheric sounds and yeah, DJs at the like, top. Yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, I think that's going to be pretty impressive. I'm not sure you're going to have to contact uh, Music Hunter or the Avalon Restaurant to find out how the tickets are, because I imagine if they've been on sale for a while. It might even be sold out, because it's only twenty people. Yeah. So. Um, So we're probably uh, getting people's hopes up and they're going to find out that they're not going to be able to go. But I'd still ring. Uh, That's on uh, Saturday afternoon, so 3 till 5, Charlie McMahon. And so I'm going to play a a track uh, from Midnight Oil of uh, Charlie playing with them live on stage. You're listening to Blue Mountains Live on RBM 89.1 FM.
4: serve your king, and know your custom Don't speak your tongue White man came to everyone <laughs> We don't need protection, don't need your hand when you keep your promises, keep your promises We will listen, we will understand
0: So, have you ever had a go to the ditch,
2: no, Steve, no, no, it's way too hard.
0: Charlie McMahon there playing with Midnight Earl live for Dead Heart, and uh, yeah, as I said, he's playing, uh, he's playing on the weekend down at Afternoon Delight, right, with uh, Gringo Dingo, Dingo Gringo. <laughs> um, okay, now we're we're going to uh, move on. We're going to start talking about uh, what you've been doing for the past 40 years? Uh,
2: How me, long have you been me, doing? Me, 25 yeah. years.
0: 25, okay. But I think, aren't you the longest serving member other than, well, oh, it, no. for
2: the stretch you've done, say, 25 years, who else has done longer? I know Paul. Oh, Paul Wheeler, the drummer, he joined when he was like five. <laughs> right.
0: But what about the guitarist? I know there...
2: uh, Paul Gilder. he's been Paul in the Gilder? band since 91. But
0: didn't he take a break?
2: Oh no, I don't think so. I think he did. I he think did? you'll
0: find he took a break of a few years. Um, and uh, yeah. so he's got a hole in his, uh, yeah, well, his life. Whereas you went for it, you've been constant. Oh uh, look, I kind of. I've so I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just, reporting yeah, you're to really the Wikipedia, the, the Wikipedia you? timeline.
2: <laughs> yes, it's so, yes. not, not entirely <laughs> accurate. <laughs> I looked. At, the lineup's been fairly stable. Paul's been in it since '86. I started in '94. You're right. Uh, Giddy, as we call him, uh, started in ninety one, um, and then Glenn Ryder started. Oh, I can't remember. Fifteen years ago, and the newest member is Michael Painter, right. who's um, you know uh, was a kind of a solo artist himself. Yep. Um, so he joined about ten years ago. Okay. So that's about the lineup. No, no it's been pretty stable um, as these sorts of bands go. So it's it's good. We've done a lot of gigs together. Um, which is always really comforting when you go on stage and you're not surrounded by strangers. And were
0: you a, were you a fan of the band? Uh,
2: yep, you I was. I was a big fan. Yeah? Since 77? <laughs> not quite. Um, how old was I then? Probably still in nappies. Um, no, look, I remember listening to the Flowers album and it had a massive impact on me at the time. You well, know, as it, I said, the it, same thing. In my mid-teens, I just yeah. went. I haven't heard anything like, like, like
0: eighty-eighty-one was when I went. Yeah. Oh, okay, great, because I was listening to all those other bands, the sort of European electro bands that I was starting to listen to at that point.
2: Um, yeah, and I, I went, believe it or not, I went on a a tour up the north coast for three weeks, in this slight with this slightly dodgy <laughs> collection of someone got some funding and they took a couple of young bands up to Byron and back over three weeks. Um, and so we just had a cassette player and it was Flowers on one side and Excesses first album on the other. And I think it was not just the music and all the use of synths that I was totally into, but also the, the character of their, those two singers. You just went, haven't heard stuff like this before. No, of course. You just went, what's this is just a new sound, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's not the Eagles, you know. I don't see anything wrong with the and Eagles. But, you know, it's... It was were a... you
0: aware of the, the other people I mentioned, like Eno and Bowie and then... Oh, of course. ...Magazine and Ultravox Look, and I all I probably, those sort
2: of bands. believe it or not, came to those as a result of getting into that. I got to Bowie a little bit later, but only like a year later. Right. So, I mean, soon enough, I was... It was all sort of Lodger and Scary Monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, somehow it led me into Talking Heads and then... Got to Brian Eno via that and My Life in the Bush of Ghosts. Yeah, definitely. And all that stuff. Okay. That's just kind of my formative stuff. I mean, I don't listen to it a lot anymore because I do try and, you know, look forward. Um, but that stuff is definitely, you know, burned in my consciousness, you know, yeah. and Icehouse fit right into that.
0: But has that sort of influenced then the music you listen to apart from that? So you're saying, we, like, I mean, pretenders and and, and uh, Blondie and such. I mean, it's all still New Wave.
2: Oh, look, the, yeah, the New Wave was my stuff when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it's no different to what a 16-year-old now is going to have, the stuff that they're going to, you know, shape their music listening for the rest of their lives. It's yeah, what yeah. they're listening to now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it'll be just as important to them. Um, but, you know... Because the, the,
0: the studies that they've just been talking about now, they... They say the the stuff you listen to at that period you you, you then peter off. It's like a, a you know, a bell curve. You mm. sort of start listening to stuff and you get the stuff that influences you during that the height of that bell curve is the stuff you listen to for the rest of your life. Pretty Yeah, much. look
2: occasionally I'll stick a record on when I say record, you know, Spotify playlist <laughs> and kinda of go, um, this is something I listened to a lot twenty years ago. Um, has it still got something for me? Mm. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you just listen to it and go, look, that was really great, but I don't need to listen to that anymore. Mm. Um, but
0: um, we were commenting, we were going through your playlist and we were commenting, we were very impressed by your taste, not just because of mystery achievement, <laughs> but, uh, you know, my wife and I were just going, um, oh, you know, Fiona Apple and Washington and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, these look, are all sort of... There's a lot of, lot of uh, female vocals too.
2: Yeah, look, at uh, that didn't escape my attention. Um, my daughter, um, who's 22, um, occasionally we have these moments where she plays something. She goes, do you know this? And it's just like, what do you mean? It was the 80s. Of course I know it. <laughs> it's kind of that weird So question. she'll
0: be reacting to those those modern artists and then finding things that... Yeah,
2: and so she, I mean... I That echo it from, from, from Dad's past. Yeah, and so I made her a, a sort of big playlist of what I actually listened to at the time. All right. And then I made a playlist of every decade after that, just mm. to see just as an interesting exercise. Um, and, yeah, th- there seemed to be more... ..listened to more female singers yeah, in the yeah. last 10 okay. years. It's just... I try not to be too deliberate about it. It's just, like, they make good music. Um, oh, particularly Washington's great, and that Fiona Apple album was kind of... I mean, I'm not the only one who likes it.
0: No, of course.
2: <laughs> it's been... Um, yeah.
0: Well, as I said, it was, it was just a, a comment on oh, the overall taste. I think yeah. We only found one song we were wondering about, but... Oh, um, should and, I ask? And we might play five seconds of that song later on. Uh-oh, what's that? But that, that was a clue. Five oh, seconds. Then.
2: Well, uh, good. funny you should ask, because uh, five seconds of summer, a couple of the guys went to TAFE. That's why that's in there. Uh-huh. Aha! So they went to um, remember TAFE for a little while. I thought there must be a reason. Yeah. Um...
0: <laughs> But um, musos, were they good musos from um, what you remember? Or good uh, well, students, I should say. I, didn't, the,
2: te- the first... I didn't teach them. Oh, okay. Oddly enough, when, when they were there, I, I took <laughs> I took like 12 weeks off to go on an ice house tour when, when they were there. Right. it's probably why they've been so successful. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wasn't there to corrupt them. <laughs> oh, no, um, one of them did a TVET course. I don't know if the listeners know about TVET, but that's doing a, a VET course while you're at high school. Oh, okay. So it's part of your HSC, so one of them did that, one of them did Cert 3 and Cert 4, but then it just got too busy. Yeah, right. Um, Because they're kind of from that part of the world. I think one of them's from Quakers Hill. Right, right. Um, So that's why that was in the playlist. Right, okay. But, you know, I think we need to celebrate all Australian music successes in whatever shape they come. Of (laughs) course.
0: And so uh, that's a good segue to go back to the shape that we're mainly concentrating on. Now, we're going to play... We've got a couple of Icehouse songs in your playlist. Yeah. You said you've had some stories for some of them?
2: Oh, well, look, um, if you're going to play Not My Kind... Which I was. Okay, good. So that was the last... That's the last song on the Flowers album. Right. And I remember being quite young and just being really quite taken by that song, and it's not a particularly well-known one. And... 25 years later, we talked Ivor into playing it because we did most of the Flowers album live down in Melbourne. Right. In March, I think it was. Something like that before, you know, the chaos descended. And it was just like, you know, um, we finally got to play it, so I loved it, and luckily they recorded it. Sorry, where where was that, you said? Oh, we did... um, We've done it twice. It's yeah. called Flowers Plays... Ice House Plays Flowers, so we right. do most of the first album. Oh, good.
0: Okay.
2: Um, so we have to go back and learn some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. So um, that's the first time he's played it since, you know, early since 80s. then, yeah, wow. And you know what? It was really hard. It's really fast. Right. And it was quite I
0: noticed on, um, on hard that, to play. that
2: 40 Years series that you said you did the audio for. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they let me mix it. Great. Was that fun? Oh, that was great. And yeah. I'm, I'm uh, with a mate of mine, Ted Howard. We mixed yeah. the. Um... I went and
0: listened to and, and was, you know, paid attention.
2: Closed my eyes and, yeah, you know, great. It's oh, thank well you. done. Really good job. Yeah. No, no, I love that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So, um... and I
0: imagine it's. Uh, were you? Did you have any involvement at the time when they were recorded, or did was it just a post thing? They said, here's all the, all the, all the recordings. Here's all the. It was oh, all digital, I suppose. It gave you a couple of hard drives or whatever. Oh
2: yeah, well, my first job was to just play the gig well, <laughs> um, and then worry about. Oh, you yeah, know, for the. But I'm just wondering if you got to talk to the the sound engineers. Oh look, because I'm interested jury. in that sort of stuff, I you went did anyway. Stuck my head in the OB van and had right. a look, and okay, and
0: they thought, um, oh look, he's he's, he's
2: bloody, that keen. Let's give, bloody, get him into Let the kid in. <laughs> um, oh no, you know, it's just a hard drive arrived in the mail, and right. Then you have to do all the housekeeping and... Yep, yep. Um, I imagine it's like
0: logging shots, because I've done shot listing on films and things like that. Um, and, of course, I do a, a, an amount of sound production. So I imagine it's it's all that. It's just logging everything and knowing... You know. Oh,
2: look, it's... It was 52 tracks. Right. Because, you know, we've got stereo synths and there's two different sax mics and there was you know four acoustic guitars for the acoustic guitar bit in the middle and then there's you know um five singers right (laughs) and so on so there's a lot of cleaning up you just go through and get rid of you know um stuff open mics and stuff there's some someone's not singing for like a verse you just go and cut that out cut that out right out yeah um and, you know, there's, there's six audience mics because that's really important in a live record to make right. sure that it feels like a live record. Right,
0: and then that becomes a, an art in itself is putting that together so it sounds Oh, the, audi- the
2: a audience is an instrument when you're doing these yeah, things, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, right. Because you don't want it to sound... Like, like, if you turn everything off, it sounds like a studio recording because it's, you know, really well mu- recorded and the mics are really good and the people in the van are great and Richie, our front of house guy, is awesome. So, you know, it's all really good. So, I mean, my job is not to mess it up. (laughs) And, you know, and it was just like I'd do a mix and then, you know, I'd send it to Ivor and I'd get a text message back going, you know, turn the vocals up or turn that bit down. Right. So,
0: Ivor's the sort of person who would sit there and and listen to the whole thing, go through it with a fine tooth? Oh, we did it
2: remotely. Right. No, no, he was, he's really, you know, um, it's his music. Yeah, of course. But um, he doesn't want to do the mix. <laughs> but, you know... Sometime... So he's also smart. Oh, of course. I mean, he's done that. <laughs> done that already. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's happy course, for me to course, do it. Of course. Of course. OK,
0: now, so we've got all the potential students sitting at home taking notes as you speak. Of course. So let's give them an exercise <laughs> and tell them to listen to this. This isn't one you've mixed, I imagine, this live. Oh, live.
2: no, Richie, our uh, front-of-house guy, mixed this one. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and uh, and have a listen and see if they can uh, hear the, what's going on okay, in the production. Okay,
2: good. There'll be a test. All
0: right. There'll be a test afterwards. Uh, this is not my kind. And what year was this,
2: Steph? Uh This was uh, last year. Okay. Great. All right.
4: City on this empty train Hoping that the late night never lets me go Travel to the station to the underground Where the dark is a friend to me we Race along the subways, there's a cold hand on my shoulder There's a glance I can't nowhere the windows are friend to me We're singing on the sidewalk With the gay boys in the back streets There's a new band and a new beat Well I remember every now and then Some of the places that we used to go to me. We race along the subways with the brave boys in the back street. There's a new gang and a new beat. Now it all comes back to me. We're singing on the sidewalk. There's a cold hand on my shoulder. another plan will get you nowhere. Now it all comes back to me. we hey.
0: Okay, not my kind. There from House. So yep. you're going to give us a little bit of an introduction to uh, to the band. Um,
2: yeah, uh, look, <laughs> they're an interesting band. Um, Paul Gilday, the guitarist, um, he's a former band manager. He used to uh, manage Motor Ace right. um, to their all their success. So he was behind that. Right. Um, he, oh, he managed another famous Australian band, among other people. So he was, like, heavily in the whole music business side of things. This is while you're playing in the band. Um, Michael Painter uh, was a former solo artist with Sony. Um, and now he's kind of um, got his own production house with uh, his partner. So he um, does a lot of... Uh, well, I'll loosely call, you know, your modern pop production. So he's just all over that stuff. He's right. just got really, really technically good and like you know a really good engineer and really good songwriter and composer so that's what he does during the week I work at TAFE um uh, Glenn uh is currently playing with John Stevens oh okay um and sorry Paul...
0: I didn't know John was still playing No,
2: oh, no, John's John's about to do a whole bunch of gigs oh okay well he's in Victoria so they're kind of allowed to sure um, um And I think he was in Kate Sobrana's band for a long time. And Paul Gilday was in Australian Crawl for a while, or James Rain's band. Okay. And Paul Wheeler's played with everybody. Right. (laughs) The drummer. And, you know, I've known Paul since um, I was 17. We've been playing together that long. And he's still my favourite drummer. It's, um, It's sort of the thing where you don't
0: really hear about people who you would know, or people our age would know, from the bands that were playing around at that time when we were young, when we were, you know, mm. post high school and such like that, um, that mo- a lot of those people are still playing. And you don't generally... I mean, I didn't really realise how much work Steve Balby and, mm. and Jack did, you know, were doing until a, uh, Jeremy came up yeah. and said, oh, yeah, and no, I'm still representing all these guys. We do gigs regularly. What are you talking about? So,
2: well, look, it... No-one quite knew what was going to happen to people who were famous in the 80s, you know, 30 years later, until it was 30 years later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, these are musicians. um, They're performers, so, you know, and they're playing music. So, you know, um, you would never discourage them from playing or, you know, think badly. But what I'm
0: thinking is that for the young guys playing now... Um, things like the TAFE courses Mm. are things that will mean they will be in the same position. That's what we hope. The bands who are popular now who are just getting... And and even if they're just local bands up here, bands like Sapphire Palms Mm. and, you know... Red Bee. Red Bee, exactly. (laughs) Um, If they're also learning about the industry while they're doing it, that's the sort of progression they'll have, you know, so that, you know, the... 20 years in the future, you know, they'll still be doing stuff and, and still be working behind the scenes and, and maybe gigging every now and again. Um, Look, but people have got to realise that, you know, you don't really hear that much about noise works and Boom Crash Opera and blah, blah, blah now, yeah. but all those people, who are all still working.
2: Yeah, and the thing is, um, like, if you don't follow that stuff, then you won't. Um, necessarily hear about. Occasionally, someone will go, I didn't know Ice House were touring anymore. And that's fine because, you know, not everyone's a fan, so, you know, you tend to follow the people that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, you want... I want um, young musicians to be playing as much as possible as well, and they're going to have their audience, you know. Um, And their job is to build their audience now. Like, these guys who are playing have spent 30 years building an audience. And they're just as prone to be using all the various bits of social media and all the ways to promote themselves as any young band would. That's the same, you know, um, getting the attention, you know, trying to make what you're doing interesting enough that someone goes, I'm going to put my hand in my pocket and pay an entrant fee and go and see these guys because I think they're great. Um,
0: And, uh, sorry, this was one thing I was going to ask you is what do you think is the transition now? What should... The young guys be thinking about because obviously they can't be totally focused on playing live look so and a lot of the even the the sort of better known guys up here at the moment are, are, are making you know making still making an impact because they've quickly switched hmm. um, but if they'd been a bit better prepared and we'd been ready for it of course it would have been better and, and that's down to production. If if people were, you know, get really on top of the production and how things work, they can quickly go, oh yes, let's do that and let's do that and let's do that. You know, if they work, they understand how really good sound production works. Mm. Um, just to get it online is just a, a small step, rather than oh, all of a sudden I've got to do streaming gigs and I don't know how to set up a microphone properly.
2: Yeah. Look, I think th- this year's, uh, uh, this last year's been a hard. Thing to gauge um, in terms of what young musicians would do or any musician would do. Um, some people got caught out, absolutely. Um, other people, I mean, I hate saying it because everyone said it pivoted <laughs> really. Quick, that's a stupid word. Um, really quickly and, and saw. So I, I was, think of ice skating. I know. Oh I think it's it's of uh, ballet, ballet dancers. <laughs> um, what's a what's a rock and roll term? Um, flipped. Yeah. I don't know. Stage dived. Um, that's from that sta- metaphorically stage dived. Yes, it, it, uh, the, look, the waiting the, crowd. The reason I kind of mention what it all got, what we all do in Icehouse is that we all do other things and it's still in the music industry. But that's the message for any, anyone, is that you've just got to develop a set of skills that someone's willing to pay for. And particularly when you're young, don't put pressure on yourself to try and make a living out of this. You know, everyone's got to kind of work on your art but don't starve doing it because then you'll stop doing it completely because you just go, I'm broke. So, you know, sure. we tend to co... We just say that the guys, um, you know, maybe music's two days a week income and then you push it to three and then you push it to four over, like, three, four years. And then, you know, eventually five years, maybe that's your job. You know, what does your week look like? You know, you might do some teaching... You might do a little bit of production work. You'll do some songwriting. you play some gigs on the weekend. Uh, I've had quite a lot of students who've gone and done a bit of live sound as well. Yeah, Look, course. Just be diverse and be good at everything. Oh, the people I've yeah. worked with over
0: the years, the people who do that you mm. know, and have a bit of a holistic approach to it are the ones who keep going, you know, the ones who, who stick around and can, can actually make it... I, I played in a band called Blindfolds up until just a mm. couple of years ago. Um, and other guys who are involved with the band, including the guitarist, are all sound engineers. Mm. And they regularly do—that's what they regularly do—and they do also do recording and they do production. They do the whole thing. Um, and they're the guys who keep at it and, and don't get into these sort of dilemmas of all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm out of a job or I can't do it. You know, they—they they all they, when the gigs dropped off, they just went into the studio. Yep. Um, one guy was a drummer he was also our sound engineer for a couple of our CDs recorded them um, he he's now a recording artist he just went he went the other way mm. he was you know he was a, a production guy who said I'm going to take up drums I'm gonna start drumming and just you know you'd see him on Facebook every week you know I'm learning to play the drums I'm not really great <laughs> now but you could watch him over the period of him get better and better and better um, and then he because he was doing that he was performing he went, oh, I could I could sing as well I could is in production and came totally from the other
2: end. Yeah, and you know, you might it's all kind of skills and skill development and it's also persistence and heaven forbid, I'm not gonna call them soft skills, because if they were soft people would be better at them. <laughs> Apparently we're supposed to call them human skills now. Right. Just that stuff of being getting on with people and knowing how, oh, to, of knowing how to collaborate. And you know, one thing we do press at TAFE particularly if you hang around for, you know, past that 300 diploma, is the stuff that won't get you fired. Right. It's like, if someone says, learn a song, learn the song. Yeah, of course. You know, show up on time. Show up on time. Make sure you, your gear works. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't spend 20 minutes in a rehearsal room arguing about something that you'd solve in by playing it for one minute. Yeah. <laughs> or by you know, checking your leads or rolling them up properly or... Yeah, and, you know, just... Um, it's all that... All those little things that make someone, um, you know, call you back. Of course. I I don't know if I can say rude words on a radio show.
0: Um, I didn't play the the thingy warning, but nobody's listening. There's three guys listening. Okay,
2: great. I used to put the um, talent dickhead chart up. Right. And so it was like the more more difficult you are to work with, the um, better you better be. Right. Because there's a point at which someone will want to work with someone not quite as good at you, good as you, if they're easier to work with. Right. And that's absolutely true. Brilliant. You know, because if, and you know, I mean, I've known some really, really good musicians who've been fired for overplaying. Right. Yeah, of course. You know, and you of kind course. of go, you know, just because you can. Well, that's just... a talent in itself, knowing when not to play. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's an attitude, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a talent in that you kind of go, um, you know the early lessons you learn when you start off this is like honor the song someone's gone to the trouble of spending hours in a studio slaving over every last part of this song, and you think you know better, yeah, yeah, so you know, and I think that's kind of one of the reasons you know I'm still playing is that you know just play what you're supposed to be playing because that works, yeah, you know, no one cares if you can. Play that lick a million miles an hour, all that sort of stuff, Steve. Yeah, what a brilliant way to end. Great, we've come to the end of the show,
0: and you've gone off on a philosophical point. Oh, that's all right. I think that's brilliant. Anyone? Now, the thing I sort of mentioned to you when you came in, I'm hoping you'll come back on. Absolutely. And because uh, you're only down the road, I'm no, 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 down the road. You Just pop in after dinner. Sounds <laughs> great. Uh, and uh, we'll get on some other people. And but I, even if we don't do it before the course starts, I'd like to do it during the course. And oh, I think you it'd be to... great to have a
2: check-in. I mean, yeah, sure have some a check-in and get they they you to
0: drag in some of the teachers, maybe even some mm. of the students, and see how it's all going, and encourage other people to uh, to muck in and, and find out. And we can promote the course all the way through the year until the uh, for... when would be the next enrolment? Is there a Look, a mid-session one or?
2: Yeah, they tend to um, try every semester. I can't say for sure, because in case I'm wrong, <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if it's successful, we'll certainly try and run it in the middle of the year and then again next year and the year after that. Yeah, great. If if it goes the way of design fundamentals at Wendy Tafe, New right. South Wales... Yeah. ..then, um, you know, that's that's been a, you know... Uh, and is there, sorry, to it. is there talk
0: for some of the other courses, like the radio course and things like that? You said, said there might be. I'll
2: like. cut look, th- there's... A lot of interest in creative industries of running a bunch of stuff up here. Film production, maybe? Possibly. I can't promise, I'm not gonna promise anything. But certainly, (laughs) we wanna run a bunch of short courses as well, some music industry ones. Oh, great, that'd be good. Um, But also, you know, um, we've got, you know, things like the Bachelor of Creative Practice, which is our first creative degree, starting down at Nepean Campus this semester as well. Right, right. So there's all sorts of offshoots of that. Okay. Um,
0: well, I hope you, you'll keep us informed of all I of these. I will keep you informed of all and, things TAFE. And I'll, um, I'll be able to put them up and let people know what's going on as well. Sounds good. Yeah, excellent. OK, what song do we want to go out on, Steve?
2: Uh, do you want... Uh, I think we have to go out in a nice house song. What else did I give you? I can't remember.
0: You gave me, uh, you gave me Hey Little Girl. And what else did you give me?
2: Um, oh, let's go out on Sister. Sister, Love in Motion... Sister? Oh, look, Sister's a, a nice bang banging way to go. Quick, so Quick, this is from quick story
0: the, for that
2: one? Um, oh, this is from the Ice House and Concert album, I think, um, which is the first one they let me mix, and that was made probably from the Enmore Theatre. Right. We broke some record of the Enmore of selling it out six nights in one no, calendar year over... That's great. Okay. I think we did two. Still oh, no it was eight.
0: A, still sort of a small venue though for, for a band like Icehouse, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Um, oh it's two thousand two hundred and we do two nights in a row. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, look we have we're doing bigger gigs now, but it's just an awesome place well, you to were. play. We were. Oh, <laughs> uh, well look, all things are equal, we're about to start a you know, do doing a six state run. Yeah, right. Starting in And three will they weeks. do the
0: funky thing where they put the little platforms for everybody to sit I on? I hope so. That, that'd look
2: uh, great. Look, yeah, cool. I don't know. Half, Have it, most of the band's from Melbourne, so we've just got to deal with that problem and borders. Right, right, right. Um, But I think, yeah, I mean, they're Cronulla Beach, St Kilda Beach, Grinnell Beach. <laughs> <laughs> and the promoter's called By the Sea. By the Sea, it happens. Of course. Yeah, well, there you are. That's um, great. I only do gigs that I can see the ocean from these days.
0: Lovely. That's it. The, the I, I talked to someone who'd done a few sort of gigs. I think like uh, the gurus mm. did it down down um, was it in Melbourne. I think they did they did a beach one, and they were so annoyed because they faced the stage away from the ocean, But back into the. Oh, into well, you scene. can't
2: face it at the ocean. Otherwise, everyone had to get in the water and watch the gig.
0: Yeah, but they could have put it <laughs> back against the cliff face and then had everybody look. I guess they, they could, they could out have. Of the ocean. There's um. There's a couple of places, a couple of you know, grounds that are like that where you can do that. They just,
2: they just got there and they went,
0: oh, what have you done? You know?
2: Oh, I know. Look, I mean, we did some epic gig at Kayama Beach. We saw, that was a beautiful vista to do a gig with. Uh, we played at Rottnest Island out in Western Australia quite a few times. All right. And that's literally the water lapping up on the stage and you're kind of yeah, yeah. lucky that the crew are so professional and they didn't let <laughs> us be electrocuted. <laughs> Which is always fun. I live to tell the tale.
0: Have you ever had that happen? No. Yeah, no but they... Rain, and get electric... my, my brother-in-law always tells the story of when he got
2: electrocuted on stage. No, look, um, this is where I, a big shout out to you know the crew that we use. They're just right. amazing and just thorough professionals. and They're really, really good at what they do and none of them want to die either. <laughs> um, that's so a note, that's a note
0: to end on. Nobody
2: on. drops anything on anyone, and no one yeah, lets us excellent. get electrocuted. So. And that
0: means you're still here. That's right. <laughs> okay, Steve.
2: Yes. So thank you for coming in. No worries. My and, pleasure.
0: Uh, yeah, that no, was great. We'll and, talk. Uh, we'll talk again soon. And we will. And everybody, go and uh, check out the courses on Please the, on the do. TAFE website and uh, and enrol. Why not? Why not? Why not? All right. We're going to go out. And this is uh, this is Sister from Sister live. Sister live from our house on Blue Mountains Live. And uh, join us next Thursday. I have no idea what's on, but uh, I'm sure we'll uh, have somebody else in interesting. (laughs) That's right. Not quite as interesting as Steve. Oh, now come now. Interesting. News Live.